sometimes it's just good to learn from others who have been there before you, who have walked that path and want to share what they've learned along the way. Great thing about this is that here we are to help you take shortcuts to your entrepreneurial success. Let's go. Hello, welcome to episode three of Insights from Entrepreneurial Women. My name is Billy, and I had the pleasure of interviewing Becky Wynn. This is all about looking at how our inbuilt personalities influence the way that we interact with our clients, our colleagues, and actually everyone around us on an everyday basis. So strap yourselves in. This is an amazing episode, and I'm so glad I can bring this one to you. Welcome, everybody. Today, we are talking with the lovely Becky Wynn, and she has got an amazing perspective on ourselves and colors in terms of our colors the colors of our personality and that might seem a little bit strange for you you may not have heard it before you may be all over it what we hear today is Becky's going to have a, a bit of a chat to us about how our colors change or they can appear to change and how they relate to us from a business sense so welcome Becky and firstly can you just give us a real quick Two seconds feel about yourself and where you come from and who you are. Hey, Billy. I'm so glad to be here. Again, I'm Becky. I am a homeschool mom of three special needs kids. I also have special needs myself um, in terms of not being typical. I am married 19 years to the love of my life. And I am a parent and a business coach as well as a homeschooler. Awesome. That's kind of who I am. Excellent, excellent. And so now, Becky, we're talking about colours today. So can you just quickly describe for our listeners, what do we mean by colours? What what are colours in terms of our personality? So, yeah, no, I love colours, first of all. I I love, I am a blue-red. And basically, colours are just a, it's just a visual representation of four predominant types of gifting that I believe every single person has. And I have been able over the last six years to really understand how people are designed, which is, I'll go a little bit more into that, but the colors are basically just a way for people to understand strengths and challenge areas for the way that they're designed. And I truly believe that we are divinely designed for a purpose and abundance. And that if we work within the strengths of our personalities, we're able to have more meaningful interactions with our family, with our friends, and in business, as well as anywhere else that we have interactions with other human beings. Really quick overview for those that may not know about the colors. You can take a quick quiz at Jacob Adamo, and I'll make sure, Billy, that you have a link for that. Basically, what it is, is that there are four different categories. There's red, blue, yellow, and green. So each of these areas have a spiritual gifting and each of these areas have areas that can be challenging for them when it comes to interactions with other people. I originally learned about this through a system called the GEMS program through Dan Johnson, who was the originator of this, but this concept of colors and four different strong personalities that are predominant in each of us, those have been around for a really long time. So I use the Jacob Adamo color personality quiz because it's free. It's super brief and it gives a pretty good idea when, at the time that you take it, where your leanings are in terms of your behavior and your thoughts and your ideas about who you are. Cool. 
Tell us a little bit about each of the different personality colors and just like just a brief like what's some strengths and, and challenges in each of those colors? Sure. I love this. This is like the stuff I get. <laughs> so the blue is basically a personality. The spiritual gifting of this person is encouragement and inspiration. So they're the ones that are going to be the life of the party. They love to be social. They love food. They love travel. They love adventure and spontaneity. And they're the type when you have a friend and they've just found something new, they're going to literally say, this is amazing. Just trust me. Like, this is awesome. You should just get it. And there's no explanation. There's just their very feeling kind of, this is a very feeling person. Now those can be very challenging because they think very outside of the box. So if you want to think about it, blues and reds, and you usually have two colors. So if you were to imagine blue is at the top, then there's yellow and then there's green and then there's blue, if it were a compass. So blue is north, yellow is east, green is south, and red is west on a compass. Almost all of the innovators that have ever happened in history are blues, blues and reds. Awesome. They're the ones that think things and can see things that don't even exist. Sometimes it can come across as a little bit crazy (laughs) because they don't exist, but they definitely buck the norm. They're the ones that are going to be with the hair color, all of that. And you can learn all of this from Danny Johnson's system. If you like a specific program that you can purchase and do an individual study, I'm going to go through the strengths and then I'm going to go through the weaknesses. Yeah, okay for it. So then with yellow, their spiritual gifting is service. So they're going to be the ones that are super loyal. They're going to always be the one that's going to support you. They're great listeners. And they are the ones that are always volunteering everything. Like no matter what you ask them, they're going to say yes. They just want to change the world. They really love the cause. They love to be able to save, be saving something, either it's people or animals or trees or something. (laughs) They're the ones that always run the fundraisers and all of those like raffles and all those things for a good cause because it's just kind of how they're designed. So then greens, super, super organized. In fact, most CEOs, according to my coach, Danny Johnson, most CEOs and company, like presidents of companies are greens because they're able to see order and they're able to execute on it because the systems they develop are often tip-top shape. They're often not going to skip a step. Things are done very methodically. They are very systems-oriented people. That can be hugely beneficial when you're running huge organizations. You have to have someone that can think very high level to the different steps in order to get from one place to the goal. So they're heavily um, influential in the business world. The greens, they love checklists, I'm assuming? Yes, yes, yes. They like checklists. <laughs> they, like, they like to read all the directions in the IKEA box before yeah. they together. Everything has to be exactly the way it's represented on a diagram and count all the pieces. So they're very, very detail-oriented and meticulous. So it's incredibly important for them that they do it right and that it's correct. They're very very detail-oriented and they do that with their relationships as well as with their projects. So then you have the red and reds are leadership is their gifting. So they're the ones that are going to see a vision and they're just going to run at it. They're very team-oriented people. These are all like athletes. Most athletes on team sports are Reds. 
like the groundbreaking innovators are usually red and blue, like red and green and red, red and blue, because they come up with the idea and then they actually get someone to do it. Mm. So I people like Tesla, you know, Musk, right? Mm, He's probably a red blue because red is leadership. They can inspire people to go all in one direction. They can come and we're going to work a little bit. We're going to start with red, which I don't think is ironic where I'm going to (laughs) start talking about some of the opposite personality issues that they have is reds are often at the edge of innovation. So they're leaders. So they want to bring people in one direction the challenge can be getting leadership support themselves. So personal development is incredibly important for Reds because they're at the edge. So they need to actually always be looking for a mentor that's one or two steps ahead of them. Otherwise they start stagnating. They start getting distracted. They're not as successful as they could be because they're always at the edge of innovation, which is exhausting when you're just always creating new things and pushing a team forward. So some of the issues that um, people can have, and I'm a red blue, so I have felt this and done this myself. It can be extremely difficult working with them sometimes if you don't understand how they are designed because you'll get offended. Yellows get incredibly inspired by reds because the reds will just catch a vision and go. Yellows will be very intimidated because reds are often loud. They're shiny and flashy. They drive a flashy, have the expensive houses. They have all these things and they're incredible. They are visionary and their leadership skills, but sometimes they don't bring the whole team along with them. They're just going to charge forward. I think our our coach that we work together with Martha Krejci, she's like, yeah, they're just like bulls in the China shop. They're going to break everything. So this was, I think Martha actually said this. she said, the, the reds will break everything in the store. The blues will be like, wow, everything's gorgeous here. Like, this is so inspiring. These are so beautiful. And look at, like, look at all the, point out all the positive things about the store. Yellows will like not want to touch anything because they don't want to break anything. Or the, if they break something, they'll be like, I'm really sorry. And then greens will basically just go to the store and do an accounting of everything that's there. Itemize the whole store. <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's funny how each of those different personalities, you just described the, the strengths mainly, is that every one of those things, I'm like, oh, that would be a great person to have around. So it's, it's not like you only want reds or you only want yellows. They're all together make a really beautiful collection as a whole. Oh, yeah. There's incredible balance on teams that have different people. And actually, Danny's the master of doing that. Like, she's the one that taught me this. And over time, I've applied it to marriage. I've applied it to, and I've, and I also work with other people that are very familiar with this structure with relationship knowledge. So I get coached by people that are aware about these different types of personalities. So you can just hit the ground running with them. That's how I use coaches. I have lots of different coaches and they basically, we have the same value system We have the same perspective about how there's a connectedness and an order and a balance with different types of personalities and honor is huge for me and respect. And so I immediately, that's my threshold for people I work with. And they have to be divinely led. Like basically they have to believe that God is kind of in charge of all of us. So that's how I roll. And the people that meet that threshold, if they have a skill, like they can teach me about parenting or they can teach me about marriage or they can teach me about business then I start working with them, right? But a lot of people don't have that foundation. And so they struggle to then create abundance in these other areas of their life. And business is a huge part 
where people are just not aware how much their colors impact their ability to successfully interact with the people that come in to their sphere of existence, whether it's a spouse, if you have an at-home business, whether it's your children, if you have an at-home business and you homeschool them, or it's a client, a brand new client that's coming in. That's why every person I talk to, if it's in a business setting, I always ask them what color they are. And I always send them the link because it gives me insight into the wording, the demeanor, the volume, how they process information. And then I can just concentrate on serving them on the question that they have for me. Awesome. So I have, I have so many questions about those little bits, <laughs> all of that that you've just put into one. But I just wanted to quickly just backtrack a couple of seconds. And so we talked about how how reds will sometimes just go for it <laughs> and, and not worry about the collateral damage maybe so much. What's some of the, um, looking at the other personality colours, what, what are some of the challenges that the, the blues, the yellows and the greens face? So the blues can have a lot of challenges with completing projects. So they'll be inspired by something and they'll start something and then they'll either get distracted. Many of them have ADHD and I can attest mm. to that. It's a lot of creativity because if you think about it, the ADHD brain is actually on supercharged multitasking, except it's intellectual a lot of the time and physical if you have the hyperactive piece. So it's really important for blues to make sure that they have small steps to inspire them themselves, that they're having positive conversations, that they're surrounded by people that they can talk things out with because they process by talking and listening, mostly talking. And making sure that they have someone like a green red in their life. Like my executive, my personal assistant, my virtual assistant. Is a green red. Yeah. yeah. So she's very goal oriented, but she's also task oriented. So if I tell her to do something, she has the initiative to figure it out. I don't have to walk her through it. I'm just going to say, I need a sales page created for this. She just needs me to tell her what content to put, like mm. how much I charge for one-on-one. This is how much I charge for coach. This is what I charge for a three-thing session. I give her the wording and she does it all for me. So those are really great working relationships because that's not a strength of the blues to figure out the details. And by the way, reds don't do details well either. <laughs> they just want to get it done. However, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And sometimes they can, they can really steamroll people that they're supposed to work on. Mm. Reds are really great. And I mean, if you think about it, there's a couple of different programs where they do this on teams because it's so incredibly important in a working environment to get everybody on that foundation. Mm. And I have found in a working environment, if you do that, everyone feels better. Everyone feels seen, feel like they are, and work gets easier. Because they just show up in their lane and there's no territorial sort of component to that. And they can really just do their part, pass it on to somebody else that has another gifting that balances that. So that's great. Yellows, a challenge for yellows is that they internalize a lot. They can be frozen from taking activity and taking a step forward. And then on top of that, they can really just, because they're often the ones that are most taken advantage of other people by mm-hmm. other Because they just want to support. Yeah, they're often very disenfranchised. They're the ones that people borrow money from and never pay back. They're the ones that will be really hurt by something their parents said 20 years ago and will never actually find a healthy way to tell their parents that this hurt me. And I just want you to know that 
I would appreciate it if you didn't say things like that, right? Mm-hmm. They have a very hard time understanding that their perspective is valuable because they so serve so much. A lot of the time they feel like they're hurting people's feelings by telling them the truth. But a lot of the time what happens is that resentment builds and then something, some seemingly little thing happens and then they just completely explode because they've been holding it in and not regularly depositing mm-hmm. that junk somewhere else. So then it gets dumped on whoever it is that made them upset. And would you say also yellows, would they be in, I guess, reds as well, but would they be in the position to quite often burn out because they are serving others so much and want to support others? Yeah. So a phenomenon that actually happens that my coach learned and I've totally experienced it is that you can be a red and because you don't work on the relationship, you blow things up and projects don't get completed. So what happens is that when that doesn't happen, the reds will internalize it that they failed. And so what often happens is that if you go through that over and over and over enough as a red, you actually turn into service because you just don't want to show up in innovation anymore. Interesting. I would say in general, they can burn out, but it's not because of activity. It's because the secret of it is a lot of yellows serve because they want to, they get their value as who they are from feedback from other people. Mm. So they serve to feel good and they can be kind of judgmental with people that don't serve. It's not their gifting to serve. So they'll come and say, well, I go to church and I'm able to do all these things, but that person got recognition. So like a red, who's very loud and a blue, which is very loud, like the two of them, (laughs) they just show up that way. That's how they show. They show up to be like, let's go, everyone, let's go. This is our goal. We're all going to have a party. It's going to be awesome. And they are huge inspirations for people. The spiritual gifting of blue is actually promotion. They're the ones that everyone will listen to. First of all, they're loud. Second of all, there's no filter. And third is they, if they love you, everyone will know it and everyone will know why. And so they're actually incredible people to have in organizations and businesses because they will like giving samples of your products and your services at a discounted rate or as like a beta thing to a blue is a way to just skyrocket your business because they will promote just naturally. They don't even need anything to do it. But like if you incentivize it and bring them into your organization and show them how great you are, they will just naturally do it on their own because that's that's how, that's their gifting. Then we got the greens. So, yeah, so greens. <laughs> so greens are, some of the things that can really happen with greens and that's, I've been working with a lot of greens. They can be so detail-oriented that they don't actually make any progress. They're the perfectionists. They're recovering perfectionists. Those that really work on themselves work a lot on understanding other colors so that they can show up and not be critical. So when I'm working with a blue-yellow that's working with a team that like is like offending them, what I explain is that it's in their nature to be inquiring. Like they're the scientists. They're the engineers. They're the ones that look at the smallest details. They can connect very complex concepts and they can put it in a way, in a linear way that people will understand it. But that mindset, if it's in the absence of vision and grace, can not only paralyze the green from moving forward in a business environment or in their home, it can also over time isolate those people from that team that can help them to get to their goal. Mm -hmm. So learning flexibility, 
learning to hear what it is that the other colors and receive feedback from others and really holding on to the thought that these people want me to win and they want me to grow and they want to perfect what it is that I'm putting out there can be hugely transformational for greens in the business environment. So I'm seeing a lot in the greens. These are the the tech-based people, the people who are maybe on the, the numbers side of things, like accounting, Absolutely. all of those. Sort yeah, of like things. They're the accountants. They're the computer programmers. They're the research scientists. My husband is a PhD research scientist. They are also incredibly, these are, now remember, these are like the presidents of companies. Yeah. They are incredibly deep thinkers. They can think the entirety of one silo, but they can also think broadly. And that can be overpowering if you're trying to actually hit a goal when it comes to business. If you're trying to like get a course out, get a coaching course out, create a document. They're the ones that, they're the ones that write manuals. (laughs) I'm just thinking, I just had this vision in my head of, you know, when Neo figures out the matrix, Mm -hmm. like this is what their head is like, is like, it is just everything. I, I have a little bit of green in me. My husband has a lot of green in him. So just looking and figuring out, actually, it was re- really interesting figuring out how the way to communicate those sort of things as well, because my dominant personality is red and then followed by blue, then green and yellow for me doesn't get much of a look in just the way you're wide. But when you know that you can you actually realize a few things. And, and one of them is that People aren't deliberately offending you when they speak to you in a different way. They are wired differently to you. And so, you know, if they do something or say something, it's not, and that you would have done it differently, (laughs) being a different personality type, it's not in offense or it's not in spite of what you did or anything. It's, It's the way they're wired. So communication through the different styles is really key, not only within your business team, but when you're talking to your clients and when you're talking to people that you're doing business relations with. So do you want to just quickly have a, a little chat to that sort of how to communicate or the, the importance and how to communicate with people of different personality styles? And have you got like maybe three or four tips if people are going, oh, I have no idea about this, I'm just new to colours and I want to know more, some tips of how to either identify other people's colours or talk in a space that they can then relate to those people in their business a little bit better. Yeah, so sure. So I think the first thing, I think the overarching tenor anytime you're entering into any kind of conversation or dialogue with someone at the opposite side of the table is to always hold on to the mindset that you want to succeed together through cooperation. I think if you set that as your intention and then you hold these other tips into it, it's going to sort of feather out and really kind of pervade that conversation if that's your intention, right? The second one I would say is don't be offended. Just assume that this person wants to help you. Now, a lot of people are going to say, well, this person doesn't really want to help me. They're like jealous and we have to work together and whatever. That's like usually the first response, right? They're selfish. They only care about themselves, right? But there's something that psychologically happens when you assume the best of someone. What you're basically doing is, first of all, you're recognizing that all of us are imperfect and they're probably being influenced by something that was poured negatively into them that has brought out something of their color that's not attractive. So for a green 
screen, if they've been injured, they may be very controlling. They may not want you to have that conversation. They may want to control the meeting. So if you relinquish that, knowing that that's what they need to feel safe to interact with you, first of all, that person has probably been acting like that for quite some time. So you're not the only person that's observing that type of defensive behavior. Second of all, these people are generally shocked. They will literally be shocked because they're so used to getting negative feedback because they become prickly, right? Because of how other people have treated them or they have fear, parents, whatever. Like it doesn't matter what is causing that. It is having the mindset that you want to cooperatively work for this person. And if you can't have a successful conversation, you're going to have wasted your time and it isn't productive, nor is it affirming, which is what we're supposed to show up in love for one another. The other thing that I would say is, so once you go in with the mindset of saying, I'm going to be cooperative with this person, I want to work with this person. Your second one is to sort of identify that person's triggers. Okay. So generally when you're trying to work with people in an environment, you're either brand new, in which case you want to kind of get who get to know who they are. And I always ask people to take the color personality and say, I know this is going to seem weird and depending upon how they show up. So you can generally figure out generically what the primary color is for most people with the way they show up. So if it's a person that likes to control the meaning, he's, he's in charge. He's very detail oriented, very task oriented. He has an agenda before the meeting then you're going to say there's certain language you bring to each of those conversations. So like if you're talking to a blue, you're going to say it's going to be more fun for us to get this done if you take this color personality. And with a yellow, you're going to say, I'm going to be able to serve you better if you take this color personality. And I want to honor your time. If it's a red, it's we're going to be able to hit our goals faster. If I can just kind of cut this and this this quiz will let me know that and I can basically support you so we can kind of decrease the amount of time we have to talk. And with the green, you're going to say, I've collected data on this and this is the most effective way to get it done as quickly as possible and get us to the next step. You notice how like all of that is selling the same quiz, but it all yeah. sounds because you're speaking the language of that color. And and I think that, and what you've just said is a really good way of demonstrating with all of our language that we're putting out into the public space is that different language is going to appeal to different color personalities. And so if you are wanting to put something out into that public space, say a sales page, for example, then having some language that kind of hits on different color personalities is important and one of the things now that you're getting it <laughs> yeah one of the things that I tell my coaching clients is you know how you have those sales pages and they have a huge story and a button at the top and then there's this massive story about how this whatever has changed their life and then etc so I always tell them those buttons there's usually three to four buttons on a sales page the first one is for the reds who just they know they want it they don't care about your life story <laughs> they just want to click the button get it done and they'll be they'll be there that's your reds you've got the you know woohoo this is going to change your life sort of, you know, I can't believe all of this stuff has happened to me. Quick bite now because we're going to have so much fun. That's for your blues. You've got then how it's going to help you support others for the yellows and that that might be halfway down. And your green, you've got, you know, the, this is what you'll get. This You've got the little dot points. You're going to get a session, a workbook, a this, a that, and here's where you buy it and that's for your greens. <laughs> so when you start to structure some of your content that content. way, then, Mm-hmm. You can actually see how it, and you'll even see when people go, I've seen on social media, like, oh, you know, the recipe, I just wanted the recipe, but I had to scroll halfway down to, you know, forever <laughs> to me. get the recipe. I don't want to scroll. I want to hit the button that says, go straight to recipe. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. And the thing 
think these are skills that everyone can learn. Definitely. But the thing is that it's super important to know who you are. And that's the one thing I think that has unlocked. And it's like kind of the power of Martha is you have this foundation and then you know who you are and then you dial it into your interests and then you take off. That's what happened to me. Like for years, I've been interested in personality, mostly because I was abandoned as an orphan and I was adopted two times before I was eight. Lots of trauma, but mostly lots of identity issues. Like, who am I? What am I supposed to be? I don't have anyone speaking into me saying, well, when you were this age, this is what you liked. Well, you look just like your grandmother or well, you're just like, I don't have any of that history. So there's nothing to inform me. And I think that's one of the reasons why I'm able to do this type of training is because I don't have any preconceived notions. I still have some from my adoptive family, but it didn't take as much time because there wasn't this generational ingrainment into me about who I am, which is what you've you've got a grandmother that tells her, her daughter, who's your mother. And then your mother tells you, and then you tell your children. So by the time that your child is born, Four generations that you can easily touch through you as a mom, your child is getting all of those messages of this is who you are. This is who we are. We're from Australia. We are a technical family. We have chickens or whatever, like uh, whatever. We do. (laughs) But like we incorporate all of this content all the time when we're little and we're either being told it or exposed to it or we see it and we just integrate it into who we are. But what I feel like I focus on teaching my children is how they are designed to be and how to step into the strengths of their color, despite the fact that one is dyslexic, one has ADHD, the other one has mental illness, which we're like resolving and he's on the autism spectrum. I still speak life that he's meant to be a leader. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I know that that's his destiny because that's his color design. And I know that God has amazing things for all of us to do. So I would say an awareness of what your own color is would be my third tip, like making sure that you know who you are, because that's going to basically make everything else so much easier. You're not going to feel guilt when you think certain things and other people are saying you should think this. And you're like, I kind of don't. I don't really believe that. That's not kind of how I roll. And then you don't feel guilt because you're like, oh, well, God designed me this way. That's why I think this. But I honor your perspective. So you can hear other people's perspective, but you don't have to agree with it, right? So then don't be offended. Just automatically assume the posture of I want connection and I'm not going to be offended by this conversation. And if this person says something that rises something up in me, especially if you feel it in your heart, that means that you had some sort of person speak that into you in the past. And that's rising up and you're kind of responding from that place. So not just assuming no offense is going to be really remarkable because then everybody can just show up as who they are and you can choose to either receive or not receive what they say. And you already know who you are. So you're not going to be, I mean, somebody told me, one of my coaches said at one point when I was learning about parenting, she was like, someone can come up to you, Becky, and tell you you have purple hair. Is that the truth? No, you don't have to accept that. It's obviously not true. So why do we do this about people's judgments, about what we think, our opinions, what we do, how we raise our kids, our lifestyle? It's the same thing. People can say this is what you're supposed to do, but if you're doing the things you want, that's not your identity. Your identity is the one you choose. And so I think we're just like put on the earmuffs so that we don't hear everyone else's opinion because a lot of those opinions come across because of their own insecurities. And they're trying to project that onto you, either because they're uncomfortable with your your growth 
and your candor, or it's raising up something in them that they haven't dealt with and their shame. So they don't want to deal with it because it's too painful. Four tips. Does that make it? I'm sorry. I, yeah. I tend to be a little long-winded with you being blue. <laughs> that is perfectly fine. I love the the way you talked about going into conversations with the expectation and the hope to work together and to rise together, because I know a lot of business conversations that I've had in the past, especially in the corporate world, it is like sitting down at opposite ends of a battlefield, us versus them. And I need to get what I want versus something that, that we don't want or trying to, you know, rip us off. You know, those sort of conversations. Where, totally. Very territorial. Yeah, very territorial. So this is one thing I would actually say in that particular, I'm going to give you the example because you're like, could you give me some examples? And I really didn't because I feel like I don't want people to come away with this thinking, well, I'm going to do that and I'm going to get this result because that's yeah. not about, that's not what we're doing. We're kind of retraining you to think in a new way so that you can get whatever success it is. It could be that you're trying to buy a cake. It could be that you're trying to buy a car. It could be that you're trying to talk to your husband about doing a training. It could be that you're trying to get your kid to do schoolwork. It applies what I told you. Yeah, right? definitely. So I'm going to tell you in the business environment, because I've been there and it's interesting because I left the corporate world. I've worked in every sector doing public relations for almost three decades. So I've worked for companies like IBM. I've worked for AT&T like before divestiture. I've worked with like pharmaceutical companies. I've worked with lobbyists on the Hill on, in DC. So like I've worked in every sector, nonprofit, government, agency, as well as private sector. And I can tell you this happens all the time. And a lot of it is because people don't honor their bosses. And here's the reality. People really have a hard time because they're rolling in this identity that's not who they are. The ones that are most dissatisfied are the ones that are most confused about who they are. So they're in a job that they don't like, working for people they think are stupid. And then they go in to meetings and they're like, I know more than you. But here's the reality. And this is the humbling piece that I always have to tell people. Your boss is sitting in the boss's chair. There's something that they did right to get into that position. So maybe if you went ahead and tried to work towards his goal, he will see you in a different light and you'll get that promotion or you'll get that raise or you'll get that contract. And if you hold in service on that, where you're willing to step up in an area that's easy for you to serve and you go ahead and suggest you can add this onto your pile of work and you're willing to do it because you know this is a goal of theirs, that's where how you get ahead. You help others get to their goals. And Danny, I mean, I, I, I keep saying Danny Johnson, but she's the one that taught me all of this. This is her entire system. My only thing is that I apply it to people that don't know how to get there and they don't have the $300 to do Danny Johnson, but they can come in and buy a $50 course that I have that's based on another system. But if you really want to learn on your own and all the details, if you're green, go get gems, literally. Like that's that's the way to go. I mean, she's got online content. She's amazing. She's a master. The video is a little bit dated, but I mean, it's like the way that she etches out that from a divine purpose perspective, it's like perfect, right? I just like being able to come in and join people where they're at and help them solve their problems so they can get to the next step. And a lot of people, because of my personal trauma, I know what a struggle it is without someone walking alongside you. And that's why I offer coaching for this, because I feel like you need to have someone in your corner that's going to link arms with you and walk you through it. And I feel for me personally, my mission is that no one walks around not knowing who they are because I believe it's the key. I believe it's the key to happiness. It's the key to being in your purpose. My only job is to be the messenger of the fact that your identity is key and this is how you discover it. 
without having to spend like years in therapy, which a lot of, I often get asked, are you a therapist? Like, are you a psychiatrist? I'm like, no, all I have done is most of these mistakes. And so I just point you to the reasoning behind it. So we deal with everything from grief, the loss of parents, grieving, especially because I deal with so many groups and demographics that have suffered from pain and trauma, it's important for me to be able to understand how it shows up and then point to it in a tangible way, how it impacted these people with different colors. So that's, that's kind of it. So basically, if I had known these things when I was in the corporate world, I probably would have been able to negotiate working from home to be with my kids. I don't feel like it was the calling. Otherwise it would have happened. But a lot of people can fix their work environment, even if it's not something they love to do, if it's a financial necessity to stay there, they can do these small steps. I've like literally sat on a 90 minute call. That's like my minimum with people that just come in to me that are like, I, my hair's on fire and I need some help. I don't even know what to do next. Those sessions, I will literally sit down, identify people's color, identify their spouse's color, if they have kids, what their biggest challenge is, what they try and get out. And then I basically... I immediately give them all of the tricks and I'm like, okay, this is why this is happening. And this is why this is happening. And the reason why it's powerful is because these people don't know me before that call, but then they're like, how did you, how did you do that about me? (laughs) Because I feel like God's kind of given me the ability through my own experience and through my own mess of being able to come along and just get right to the point. So that's where my red comes in, right? I'm just going to kind of get it in. And then I, I put it in words that are not like you were a total screw up, right? It'd be like, the reason why this didn't work was because you loved your dad who was green and you were a blue and you wanted to honor him, which is true. Like that's the heart of why we change who we are in every circumstance in human relationship is in one way or another, we want to create peace and connection and honor. But it just looks weird because nobody attaches it to like God created us like this. And so that's <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Becky, for giving us some insights into our colours and into how that helps us not only with our, with our business relationships but with our relationships in general and those t- the, qu- the quick tips of don't be offended, go into those conversations wanting to succeed together and not as an us and them and remembering that other people do have a different perspective based on their colour personalities amazing have a look in the comments below and we will have the links to the personality quiz if you haven't already taken it and we'd love to hear about who's listening as well what your color personalities are and if you want to contact becky or myself our links will be in the comments below as well so thank you so much becky thank you i love being here always love talking colors it's wonderful that you're kind of helping your people be able to have another tool to succeed because I think that, you know, that's over-delivering. And I love that about you, Billy. It's like kind of amazing that you draw these different places and they get the benefit of that. Like that's not something you always see with coaches. And I love that you fight for them just as much as they're fighting for themselves, sometimes more, because you can see their potential. So I love supporting people and entrepreneurs that want their people to win. So it was a real pleasure. Yeah, I'm happy to help you in whatever way that I can to support your success.